What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Dreamer Cigars Podcast. I am your host, Adam Gard, a.k.a. AG the Dreamer. And I'm your co-host, Logan Hamilton, a.k.a. Hambone. And today we have Matt, the head distiller here at the Distillery of Modern Art. How are you, Matt? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Glad we are, to have you here. Oh, we are very excited to be here. This is such a beautiful place. It's it's incredible. And it's, it's funny, you know, we, we always prepare so well for these podcasts, but... I had no idea this place was three months old, so it's We it's, are pretty uh, new. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. But before mm-hmm. we get into uh, the a lot of fun we have in front of us, we're going to randomly open the Pravada Cigar Club package and uh, see what we're going to smoke. Yeah? We'll, Let's do we'll, it. We'll give it a try. We'll see. I, I know there's going to be good cigars in here. What is that? Is that well, candy? Looks like candy. I think the first one, is, it says mango cedar. So huh. we'll, we'll see who wants to pick that one. The next one is the catcher in the rye, which I do know somebody that likes gonna rye. We're going to have some rye here. We're so. going to have some rye, so that one makes sense. And then you take, you're taking the mango. He's taking I'll it. I'll take it. I'll and do it. We can give you the rye <laughs> if you want it. And then the last one is, it looks like Henrik Kellner. Which I have never heard of before, but it has 73. So, interesting. You, you good with the rye? I'm I'm good with anything rye right. these days. There you go. I have never seen a cigar wrapped like this before. <laughs> yep. I am very interested to try this. It's very oh. very long. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is. It's very skinny. And it's long. A, I guess that could be considered a lancero size. But yeah. today we, you know, we're we're always bragging about our cigar information, our cigar knowledge, but. Today we're gonna we're gonna just kind of sit back and learn from, a, you know I guess distiller is a good word but I, I like to think of it as a wizard. It feels like, like <laughs> why wizards? Alchemist it's of alchemy. Sorts. Yeah. It is alchemy. It, it's all, the original distillers were all alchemists. Three thousand years ago they were they were trying to you know make lead or gold from lead and and uh, you know they did it by distilling. That's and and that the, that's where distillation came from was the separation of particles by their you know, different masses and, and different boiling temperatures. And do you think, mm. like, early on they realized that it, it gave you, you know, the, the buzz that alcohol gives you, do you think they thought it was some sort of medicine? It, it was all medicinal. It, it, all all of it started as medicinal. Um, wow. Brandies, wines, uh, absinthe. Really? Um, you know, gin. a big fan of things. absinthe. I am certainly not. <laughs> no. You know, we had uh, we had a surprise on one of our episodes with absinthe from John actually, and yeah. that was terrible. It was fully green, and it should be. It well, was. <laughs> it should be green. It should, green is yeah, should be. Green is good. It, it should always be green. No, there's clear absinthe. There's. I was about to say there's there's other <laughs> other colors. <laughs> All the original and ones are green because they're they're colored after they're distilled with, oh, with okay. more botanicals, and it's all. It's okay, all, so it is an know, artificial lemon coloring. balm and, and other things. It's, it's gotcha. just soaked in there. To, more flavor, more color. Interesting. There you go. Just hit the button. Okay. So that makes sense. But I did learn something before you got here today. We, we, we did have too many chats behind behind the scenes, which we always have a problem with. Get, there you go. Yeah, we always ask our... Um, too many questions. <laughs> too I've many questions too many before. questions even before you got here. But Right. We have today a guest that is a fan of Malort. No way. How can you not be? How can you be is the better <laughs> question, my good sir. <laughs> so how, how, how can you 
Uh, I, I'm new to Atlanta, that. so I've only been here a, a year and two weeks today. Okay. So, um, but I spent 25 years in Chicago, which is the home of Malort. Um, oh, okay. And uh, it, it was made in Florida for a number of years, but just recently uh, one of the distillers and owners up in Chicago at CH Distilling purchased the brand and moved all production back to Chicago. And you will go into every bar in Chicago and there will be someone drinking Malort. Wow. That's, so do you drink it straight or a mix it? A lot of people just shoot it, right? Wow, so it's, really? You know, it's, it's a bitter liqueur. And, and yeah. we're going to yeah. try a bitter liqueur that's a little bit different today. But yeah. um, wow. if, if you're a fan of bitter liqueurs such today, as Amaro's but... and other things, um, you got to include Malort in that and, and just give its homage to... I don't know if you to... have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always uh, like to say to each his own, and I won't... That's me saying I never judge someone for what they do or don't like. But when we had it on one of our recent uh, Dreamers After Dark episodes... It was probably the worst thing I've ever tried. Yes, we, <laughs> for the uninitiated, it's something that is fun to buy in a bar um, when you really want to get someone. Right. And just, yeah. we, we have what's called Malort Face. So it, you, you give them that shot and then you take a picture of them. Oh, that was me. Um, I think, we, yeah, we got we, Malort we Face for sure. Those pictures. Yeah, I, I, I got to see some of those. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. We can, we'll pull out some. How, yeah. does, how does one get initiated then? I mean, that's it right there. Just, just, just drinking somebody it. Somebody gives you a shot, and it's a... You so, do the face. So I guess if you go to Chicago, <laughs> and somebody says, let's take a drink, first round's on me, and then they pull out their phone, you know it's Malort. Yeah. Because they're ready to take a picture. For, for sure. Or, or the last dude, like, <laughs> have you ever had Malort, and you're going to love it. Uh, well, let's have some together. Just, oh, my gosh. That's just a setup. But <laughs> we're not having Malort today. We're having yes. a bunch of different things, as you guys can see. Before we get into the just wide variety that the distillery of modern art has, let's go a little bit into your story, Matt. How long have you been distilling, and, and why did you get started? So I've been distilling six years now. Okay. Um, I spent 25 years in film and television, and nice. this was just a better idea. Um, <laughs> I started in my garage. No better reason. Yeah, uh, I started in That's my garage and and had some good friends up in Chicago that said, "Let's you know, let's start a distillery." I was working for a company out of Atlanta that shut down, and that was the time. It was either go find another job, or start a distillery. So we we built a distillery just north of Chicago, wow. and uh, did that for a number of you know years and through the pandemic and and went through a whole bunch of sanitizer and all kinds of things and yeah um then this opportunity here came with seth at the distillery of modern art and i jumped on it and it was this was the perfect fit for me so awesome the that's timing crazy. was right yeah that's that's fantastic well Love should it. we should we start with one and we'll we'll go slowly through them i as, as we get going i always tend to start with something lighter okay. so yep. and w because we're so new um, what we have on the market now, um, here in our tasting room, out in restaurants, bars, um, liquor stores, and everything, just ask for it. Um, we started with our vodka and our peach vodka. Okay. Um, we're going to follow that up closely with Amaro and corn whiskey. Um, but those are spirits that we can produce quickly, get in bottles quickly. They don't require aging. From there, we're making bourbon, rye, and gin. Um, gin's coming. I'm working on it. The whole flight. Yeah. I like so, it. Wow, that's great. Um, but the whiskey that we have here today was produced as a research and development series that Seth had done um, at 45th Parallel up in Wisconsin. And 
was working through mash bills and, and other things like that to kind of learn about whiskey. So the whiskey that we have here is the only whiskey that we will ever have in this building that is not produced on site. So, gotcha. and it, we don't have enough of it to do anything but have cocktails in our tasting lounge with it. So nice. we're going to try well, that We're going to have some well. of this. Wonderful. So that's, this that's first exciting. class is, is just, um, not just, but it's, it's our Atlanta vodka. Okay. Um, we sourced a French wheat um, neutral base for this, um, redistilled it, um, charcoal filtered, and came what, what we think is a, is a world-class vodka on this one. So huh. what's, um, what's the proper way to, is, is it the same all the way through? Trying uh, tasting a, a spirit. Pretty much. I mean, I tend to nose it, give it a little bit, give it a, nice give it a right. smell. Um, this one's got some nice sweetness to it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Already um, smells good. It, it little vanilla notes. Some. some I was thinking know, vanilla. Candy peaches and things. It's, yeah. And, and it's you know it's, it's just vodka. And and to create vodka, you have to distill something to, to 192 proof. Um, the TTB classifies it as something that is odorless, colorless, and tasteless. <laughs> um, we all know that's not true. It smells <laughs> like something. It tastes like something. Some yeah. of it's not so good. Some of it's great. Yeah. 192. You have to distill it to 192 proof to get rid of all those other residual flavors from whatever the base is you're making it from. Oh, wow. You then water it back down, capture so it, and put it in the bottle. So it's drinkable. It but yeah. yeah. Right. So this doesn't make you not be able to drive home. Exactly. Because <laughs> yes. I do need to do that. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's give it a whirl. Mm. It's really good. Smooth. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like that. I would say it's I'm – not, I'm not typically a huge vodka guy. I've been trying to at least give appreciation to vodka, you know, just be able to learn, like – just like there's certain people with cigars who are like, I don't – I don't want to like become a cigar smoker, but I want to learn to appreciate the art of cigars. So same situation. This one seems to not have a, a big crazy bite to it. Right. Is that okay? It was designed that way intentionally. We, yeah. We very wanted smart. an approachable vodka that you could drink neat, drink on the rocks, throw a little bit of lemon in there. It makes a great martini. Works with any vodka cocktail. It's not polarizing in any way. No. It's not harsh. Um, it's a well-rounded vodka. It, you know, it's got some great viscosity to it, and it's you know, it's it's a really great spirit. Right. I'm yeah. Really, I, really I'm, proud of the vodka. I'm not usually a, a vodka drinker myself, um, as well. But I mean, I would drink this neat. That's for sure. It, like it, you can. This is something I would actually order myself. So. Yeah, I don't think I would ever Gosh. order a vod- vodka neat, but I, I mean, <laughs> we're good. doing it right now, so this is. Yeah, I mean, you're already expanding our horizons <laughs> right here, Matt. So you sure are. He is a wizard. Well, I haven't had <laughs> a cigar in 20 years, so this is, you know. Yeah? It's, it's at least been that long since my grandfather was alive. It was probably the last time I had a cigar. Wow. So. Well, it's a big wow. celebration. He was a famous Dutch master cigar smoker. Ah, yes, um, yes. And was notoriously cheap, so he would get him down that far, and he would stick it in his pipe and finish it off the rest of the way. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's the way to do it. I, I, yep. Love that. I, I've done it once or twice. I feel like part of the you know thing of having a cigar is it's just the cigar, and then you're good. You don't have to carry the pipe. You don't have to have right. all any accessories. I mean, I guess, yeah, you do. You cut it lighter, but yeah. Not finishing it with a pipe. Guys, we've, we've, we should do a podcast. With a pipe, yeah, that'd be with great. A pipe. You can finish your cigar good. with a pipe. You just 
plug it right where mm. you would put the tobacco and smoke the pipe normal, and it'll it'll all go through normal. Coming I, soon. Yeah, coming <laughs> soon to a podcast near you. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Table's I won't lean. A little wobbly, I won't lean. We, we got a we got a lot of deliciousness going this on. This next what clear spirit next? here is our peach vodka. Ooh. Um, it's Georgia. We had to do something with peaches. Um, oh wow! One of that's the things, peachy. Yeah. Oh my oh. gosh! All I smell is peach. That is. Yeah. What does that remind? There's a. Oh my gosh. So I can get a few bottles. There's a, <laughs> yeah. There's like a. Do you remember runs? Was, is that what I'm thinking? It's peach runs, yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's what, what I smell every time I put my nose yeah. in my Yeah. Man, I used to love it's, runs. It's candy. You know, I don't even know what that is. No. What is that? Oh, it's candy. It's hard, oh, it's hard candy. Hard candy. They're oh. shaped They're like shaped fruit. They're shaped like the fruits. They're a little banana. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, runs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, well. It's, it's a flavored peach vodka. Um, one of the things is also made with our French wheat base, so it's got that nice viscosity. It doesn't have that burn, but... One of the things that, that Seth and I wanted to do with this was create a, a flavored peach vodka that could stand up with a cocktail and uh, with mixers and other things. And we noticed out on the market that a lot of flavored vodkas are bottled at 30%, 35%. Mm -hmm. We kept this at 40%, so it's 80 proof. Wow. Um, but it, it drinks like it's 30%. Mm -hmm. So it, all right. It works great in a cocktail. It, it comes across nice, and it smells wonderful. It, it smells really does. Really <laughs> this stuff I mean, is flying even, off. It, it, everyone loves this stuff. I was going to say, great. you can't even, like, I feel like I wasn't even getting any of the alcohol. Like, it was peach. It's, peach. it's just peach. peach. Yeah. It's peach. Down the hatch. Yeah, down the hatch. Oh, my gosh. That's liquid peach. Yeah. That's, that's liquid peach. That's, that's amazing. really good. That's... Not so, a, I, I how many bottles do you have, and how many am I allowed to bring <laughs> home with me? Uh, according to Georgia law, I'm allowed to sell you three three bottles a day. Three a day. Three a day. Yeah. Noted. And <laughs> that's because we're a manufacturer here, so you can go to a liquor store and buy as much as you want. Okay. But um, straight right, right, right. out of our out of this building, we can sell you three bottles a day. You can come back tomorrow for more. That's interesting. Um, how it. But he's, it, he's and, enticing. And it's one of those <laughs> things in Georgia that the laws have been changing in our favor over time. There was a time when we couldn't have sold retail out of here. Um, not too long ago. We're talking three years ago. Wow. No retail, no cocktail lounge, and we would have been able to give you a half-ounce sample. And if that was somebody it. came here. If and somebody came here for a tour or something. But people are seeing that distilleries are job creators. They're bringing yeah. people into communities. The communities are getting tax dollars from it. There's revenue to be had here. There's, so things are starting to change around the country, and Georgia's one of the places that's making some good efforts for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. That's that's wow. so. That's very cool. The the peach. Where does the peach come into play in the process? Is it early and it and it grows with? It is. It the, is at the end. At the so, very very. Yeah. End. So as opposed to making a vodka from peaches, which you could do, it would be a lot of work. Um, so we're flavoring a we're making a vodka and then we're flavoring it with peaches. You know why I probably thought that was like the best thing I've ever had because I am smoking a peach flavored cigar. I think it's mango, but it's close. Actually, isn't that a peach? That's a peach. It's Looks peach. like a peach. Yeah. <laughs> it says mango. Because I I tasted. Provada, I mean, you guys are paying. I'm just <laughs> I tasted like the full it's peach this, flavor, but I was I, gonna say, is it is it pairing I, well? I, I just it is pairing very well because I just realized I'm also smoking a peach cigar. So. 
That's yeah. interesting. So um, wh what do we got next over here? So uh, the next thing we have here, I believe, is I rye. So which goes rye. with the, the catcher and the rye cigar. Mm-hmm. So this, this rye was, again, made, the rye and the bourbon, which is next, is, was made mm. off-site. Um, we're serving them at 86 proof. So 96 proof, I'm sorry. 96? 96. 96. Okay. Interesting. All right. So very. Uh, they're nice spirits. They were well-made spirits. They were aged for, you know, a good amount of time. Um, a lot of this stuff, we, it was time to take out of the barrel while we were still in construction here. So those, some of those barrels were sitting here, like in the heat and in, in everything, with this building wide open. Really? Um, oh when wow. When we got it here, and That's so we just cool. we kept an eye on them and locked them in a closet and, and <laughs> yeah. kept the dust off them as much as we could. Um, but as soon as we could, and as soon as we got the contractors out of here, we opened up barrels and, and started filling bottles. Wow. That's um, awesome. That's really cool. So these, let's see. This is the only whiskey that will ever be here that's not distilled on site. Everything else will be coming off of our stills. I feel like I'm getting some caramel on the nose. Am I, am I whiffing? You smelling caramel? Actually, wait. I mean, here's the thing about tasting spirits. I'm not going to tell you what you smell. Ah, see? It's the same. Ah. It's the same with cigars, yeah. right? If I, I can get I'm something out of gonna, different. Yeah. It's your palate. It's your vocabulary. Awesome. We're learning. What I smell as caramel may be different from what someone else smells as caramel. So if you enjoy it, and you can put a word to it, then do it. But right, I mean, right. I'm not going to tell you what's in here because you might, that gives you the power of suggestion too much. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden you're smelling Love caramel. It. Yeah. And, you know, it's a mental It's, it's a mental yeah. thing. What if you don't like, what if I tell you there's caramel in the, on the nose and you don't like caramel? That's true. So, but you're going to like the whiskey. I like just don't think it's So caramel. is that a, yeah. is, is that an overall kind of uh, yeah. like, like thing that you suggest for? Like, I, I wouldn't call either of us uh, aficionados in the, the spirit world. Not yet, at least. Uh, not yet, right? We're, 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 we're doing a really good job of catching up today. We're working our way. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, I've, got, I've got some surprises coming for you guys, so we'll have some fun with this. If, but oh, there is oh. Malort. There's not Malort. No, I'm okay. <laughs> just telling you right now, I'll refuse. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. Oh, John, get the phone out. Nope, <laughs> not happening. The Lord face. Um, but is that something you suggest to? Because I feel like when people review bourbon spirits, all the above, they they say the notes they're getting out of it. Is that something that you kind of and, and suggest you know, in, not doing? In, from my standpoint, I don't do it. But we have to have tasting notes <clears throat> to get out and right. you know tell people what they're doing. We have those written. We write them together. We we try and you know, make them as generic as possible so that it makes the spirit attractive, but, you know, and gives an idea of what's in it. But what we want is people to enjoy that spirit on their own terms. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Definitely. Yeah, I would say... That makes sense. In the cigar world, it's the exact same thing. Like, and, and you know, people ask us to review cigars and tell us your opinion and all, and we, we do it, but I tell everybody... You know, some people get mad at me because they're like, I know you didn't like that cigar. Why didn't you bash it in the rate, like in a rating sense? And I'm like, well, the best comparison that I can give is I hate spicy food. And so if I was rating food, a super spicy chicken wing would get a one. But that may be Logan's favorite thing he's ever tasted in his, in his life. Being 11. And cigars can be the same. And I, I feel like now 
I'm, I'm saying it's transferring the same here. Is it's, it it's all about your own is, taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, what do you like? Right. And if you like it, enjoy it. To each his own. That's all. That's, that's, that's my thing. Yep, there you it's go. always to each his own. You know, yeah. if, if you look at rye compared to bourbon, rye can be sweet because it's got a lot of corn in it, and, and you know, or rye can be spicy because it's got more rye in it. And, and you know, the, really the only difference between what you can consider a rye versus considering a bourbon is a rye has to have at least 51% rye in it, and a bourbon has to have at least 51% corn in it. Oh, okay. So I did not know that. Other than that, all the rules are the same. Aged in New American oak, distilled to no higher than 160 proof, barreled at no higher than 125, you know, bottled at no Taking less than 80. Notes? I'm so <laughs> mental notes. <laughs> They're the for same sure. except for that main ingredient. Interesting. Um, that's, and that's and really interesting. how those ingredients vary from distillery to distillery, from mash bill to mash bill, is what gives nuance and flavor and other things and so the other ingredients you're putting in. So a mash bill, is that, when you refer to that, is that the, the we, when we got the tour earlier on, it's the giant sacks of mash? The, well, those are, that's just grain. So a mash bill is grain. a mash, think of it, it's a recipe. Okay. So how much corn, how much rye, how much wheat, oh, how that's much the barley. Mash bill. That's the mash bill. Ah. I like, I like. See, yep. I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> yes, this is, this is good. So, what do we got next now? This is again an R&D series, but this is the bourbon. Okay. Um, so this is all about four years old. <sighs> it all smells incredible. Yeah, it's it's, wow. it's great whiskey. Wow. I feel like, well, mm. see, I was about to say this. I smell something. I'm not going to say it. I see. I'm learning. I'm but you can't say it. I'm can. not going to tell you. Well, what I know. I, you should say it because say to taste. each his own. Yeah. I feel like I smell corn. <laughs> okay? Gosh. <laughs> and, uh, it makes sense because it's a bourbon. Right, John? Yeah, yeah. Shake your head. Yeah. John's disappointed. So oh John's gosh. behind the camera on this episode, but he knows more than both of us about bourbon. So we just, he's just shaking his head over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's very sad. All right. Let's see. One of the things I'm doing here with with bourbon and with rye and with corn whiskey is I'm trying to narrow this down to be as local product as possible. Really? So the rye I've chosen is a rye called the Bruzy rye, which was designed and developed 100 years ago to grow well in the Southeast. Interesting. Um, most ryes grow well in Canada and in the Northeast, which is why Pennsylvania and New York and all those other Northeastern states have a long tradition of rye. Rye was America's first spirit before bourbon. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. So why is it so specific? George Washington made rye. Um, oh. Bourbon didn't happen until much later on as things got moved west and, mm. and everyone was making rye because that's what you could grow. And around the world, you make whiskey from what you can grow and what's cheap. Um, vodka, for instance, can be made from anything. Um, Anything? But what, what Anything. do you mean by anything? If you, if you can get sugar out of a product and ferment it and create alcohol, you can make vodka. There's no rules. This one's made from wheat. In Eastern Europe, it can be made from wheat and potatoes. In France, they make it from grapes. I always um, thought it was in potatoes. The, in the north, Northwest, you can make it from apples. So as long as you can ferment it, as long as you can make out alcohol out of it and distill it to 192 proof, you can make vodka. Oh, my God. So around the world, it's made wow. from whatever is the cheapest, closest raw ingredient you can get alcohol from. That, and that's why it's regional. Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, so that leads me to ask. That blows what my is, mind. 
there's there's got to be it's really cool. you know you you've been learning and experimenting for the past 6 years now there's got to be a vodka that you tried to create with something that either mm-hmm. worked out really well but what's <laughs> what's the odd ingredient i feel it, there's got to be there's, one there's there's always something out there and and you know i i've made vodka from 100% malted grains it it turned out to be phenomenal i've made all kinds of different things with you know, you just you ferment it, you distill it, you and and what I settled on was wheat, to be something that had that softness to it, to that had you know the roundness to it, and and didn't have that excessive burn that you get from. I think corn has that. Okay. Um, have you experimented with adding different flavors together? Oh yeah, like, for sure. Like your normal alchemist. It, it, it's it's all about <laughs> experimentation, and I have a lab here that. Um, I'm always experimenting, and and I gotta see this. Yeah. <laughs> the lab, um, the laboratory, and, and everything starts off as a, a two and a half gallon distillation, and and I, you know, I make a mash in a pot on a stove. Um, we do five gallon fermentations, two and a half gallon distillations, and and we just play with raw ingredients, and we come up with recipes that way. Wow! And you scale it up to from five gallons to fifteen hundred gallons. Things are going to change, right. but after time, you know what's going to change and how it's going to change, and it, it really only gets better when you yeah. scale things up. It's it's hard to do something at a small scale and get the quality of product that you get with large equipment like this. Interesting. Wow. So, this I was I, I was yeah. I don't know if you've already said it. How long have you been um, distilling and and uh, playing around with this kind of stuff? Like uh, six years now. Six um, years. Six years professionally, probably seven and a half years Okay. Um, in my garage. Um, awesome. And, and started that just north of Chicago. And it's like Love it. I'd been a home brewer for 20 years. Really? Um, on and off. And, you know, at a certain point, you know, you get bored. And there's, there's a <laughs> lot involved with home brewing that, you know, bottle sanitation and other things mm. that once you get to distilled spirits, you're like, don't have to sanitize the bottles i can just clean them yeah. because i'm putting high proof spirits in it it is sanitizer so that's a good like, point so when you're doing your garage now we clean everything meticulously here um i like to keep this distillery just spotless and, and shiny because there's so many different things that that can impact fermentation and other things um there's good bacteria and bad bacteria you've heard of sour mash and that's that's usually um, a lactic acid bacteria that has developed in the distillery over years that sours that mash and, and allows for distillation. Um, now there's new ways of doing sour mash where you can just add that bacteria into the, you don't have to do the sour mash and, and you have more control over things. So you don't want the bad bacteria because they'll throw everything off. You're, it's, there's microbiology going on everywhere. Your bacteria, yeast, all these things at a mi- microscopic level and you have to deal with it and, and control it. Wow. Every, everything that goes into a bottle starts, <laughs> starts as a bag of grain and, and a little sack of yeast awesome. and some water. Um, and if you don't put something good into the still, you're not going to get something good out of the still. Right. Makes I sense. see that. Wow, that's so, so much I, I have interesting a question. information. So is there in, in your, you know, professional, in the professional realm of uh, spirits, smoking a spirit is it frowned upon is it uh why do people do it what does what what's involved in it well some of us smoke the raw ingredients before we even start 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Think of, of scotch. If you've had peaty scotches and things, mm -hmm. that is malted barley that has been smoked over a peat fire. Um, just recently, last week actually, the federal government decided they're going to create a category of spirits called American Single Malt. So we can start following some of those you know, single malt traditions that were developed in Scotland, but now let's do it in America and do it our way. Wow. which is going to be really cool. And, and there's already some producers out there that are doing amazing things on the single malt front. Um, mesquite smoked, um, pecan smoked, and, and they're mm. smoking this barley before they ferment it, before they mash it. So it's, it's just you a, get these smoky a twist, spirits kind of it. like, I guess, the sour mash is a twist to just a normal. Exactly. And, and, and you go to cocktail bars now and, and you see mixologists smoking glasses and, right. and making smoked old fashions or Manhattans. It's another layer of flavor you can add to something to create something better than its original parts. So there is, wow. there is a way that, that we like to change the flavor of our bourbons with cigar mm. smoke. Mm. Because we, we are very fond of, of the smoke, so yes, cheers. It's a very fun way to do it. Cheers. Just let the smoke gently roll out Interesting. Mine, into mine, the glass. Mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> let it sit for a second, blow it out a little bit. And we'll just sit in there. And it, it really does change the flavor. Sure. The reason I asked you before I did it is because I didn't want to do it if it wasn't supposed no, to. No, no, no. We, we actually have a, have a cocktail smoker here in the cocktail lounge. Okay, that's and, good. Well, that's and, good to know. I figured it probably know, Seth loves playing sense. with different woods and things. Smoked old fashions and things. We tried apple and hickory and other things. Love the hickory. Mm. I think they used to do that. Um, cutters? And cutters. Interesting. I think it was hickory. Uh, yeah, but I, that, I that was, yeah. that was but good. It was when really we smoked good. it, yeah, that, yeah. I tasted that a lot more. Well, I'm going to finish my bourbon here, but we have a surprise. I so I love surprises. When I was thinking about Sometimes. cigar pairing, and we're going to start with this one. Um, when I was thinking about pairing with cigars and some other things, I, I thought about what, what's it going to take to cut through that flavor and really bring the flavor of the spirit into you know, someone who's a cigar smoker and, and bring that out. So what I've pulled out here is, is some samples I have, and, and this is what we call New Make Spirit, or White Dog. So this is right off the still. This is rye whiskey um, at distillation proof. So it's 127 proof. Um, okay. And, and one of the things that I believe in is that <laughs> um, if – if your mash bill and your distillate going into the barrel isn't good, what's coming out of the barrel is not going to be good. Right. So I believe your white dog should be a drinkable product. It should smell great. Um, don't it. stick gotcha. your nose in there. Gotcha. You'll burn it, but yeah. you're going to get different layers of things on here. I think I burned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and always know spirits with your mouth open. It'll, it'll what's that? Keep your mouth oh. open when you stick it in there. That changes it dramatically. Yeah. Wow. Always know spirits with your mouth open. I've never heard that before. Absolutely. It 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 prevents you from overtaxing, um, especially on high proof, and it, it gives you that oxygen. You're not just burning things out. And it and remember, you always have a dominant nostril, 
and that nostril changes throughout the day. It does? Absolutely. <laughs> Man. I have a dominant nostril? It, yeah. <laughs> you ever wake up in the morning, you can only breathe out of one side of your nose? Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's huh. the same. I should be more aware. <laughs> wow. the right one right now. Matt, <laughs> you are teaching me so much. I have learned probably more in just this like 15 minutes so far. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So this is, this is rye whiskey that was distilled right. a okay. month ago. It is, it is sitting in barrels now, and we'll pull it out in two years, three years, four years, whenever it's ready. Um, but when it I was thinking of, more of that bite, it's got more bite to it, but there's flavor to it. There is flavor to it. I was a little yeah. scared it was going to just taste like a big, you know, just have that just tremendous bite. That'll, wa that'll wake you up. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot, though. Had some, some nice flavor. Is that how you start off mornings when it's just been a long morning? You take it out of the I need to wake take up. Take it out of the still, get a good bite. <laughs> when I'm distilling, I get here about 5.30. And... That stills running eight, ten hours a day. You can't be drinking all day. Yeah, definitely. So oh, especially yeah. when you're making explosive products um, that are flammable and, yeah, that and, makes sense. and you can yeah. hurt people. So yes. a lot of the decisions that are made by distillers during throughout the day when when to make cuts, when to do this, is done strictly by your nose. Wow. Huh. So um, you yeah, and if you're tasting, you, you're spitting. Yeah. You really got to focus it, it, on this is that. A, this is a real safety-oriented job. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And, I mean, the, yeah, the still in the machinery <clears throat> in there is is uh, tremendous. It's really, I don't, I have never seen one that big in person. I'm excited for you to see it. Yeah. So drinking White Dog is is it's a treat, and you can go to different distilleries in Kentucky and and buy bottles of White Dog. Maker's Mark sells it on on the open market, and you can get it in the store, but. I think really? if you're making something this good and putting it in a barrel is only going to get better. And right. it is so it's my good firm belief that it's got to be good coming off the still. Right. And, and to get it good coming off the still, it's got to be good going into the mash and the ferment. And it's about control and science and, you know, really kind of just honing the craft and, and you know, making something that's excellent from start to finish. Gotcha. I like that. When I came here to Georgia, and that was one of the things that Seth, who's the owner and founder of Distillery Modern Art, him and I just, it, it's scary at times. We have the same palate. We like all the same whiskeys. Wow. Um, and, you know, there's times when we'll go sit through a tasting of stuff we're making and, and we'll pick blind tastings. We'll pick the same stuff. And now we're wondering, are, are we white, right or are we wrong? Because it's good to have <laughs> someone variety, to yeah. variety to bounce right. stuff yeah. off of the hanging. But we will um, come down. Yeah. We'll okay. Come, yeah. <laughs> we can help I'm I'm always <laughs> looking for tastings, and and one of the things that I found out early on in this industry, when when creating products and and bringing people in to taste and and share and get feedback, yeah. is when you're starting a distillery like this, and when you're doing something like this and creating something your own, all your friends are going to tell you you're great and it's wonderful. Right. And then three years down the road, they're going to tell you what you were making was shit. So, yeah. and I, you're like, well, why didn't you tell me that? I would have changed it then and there instead of kept doing this for yeah. three years. So, you forced you to um, drink things that I made for you. I just want people to be honest. Like, if you don't like it, tell me why. What can yeah. I change? And I want mm -hmm. to know. Mm -hmm. um, some of the best ways I've grown as a distiller was by submitting 
spirits to different competitions and things and ones that give good feedback and, and losing and, yeah. and getting that feedback and getting and saying if they're tasting this then I'm doing that wrong right. and I can change and I can improve and I can do it and then resubmit and, and so it's okay to lose competitions as long as you're changing and you're improving and you're moving on taking mm -hmm. that information yeah right. absolutely so I love you know, that go back three years later and, and win gold so yeah, because you took the notes and you took them to heart. It's right. it's about constructive criticism and not being offended by it. So if you tell me you don't like it, tell me why. Right, that makes sense. Makes all sense right, to well, me. All this has been no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 it really has been good. I I, I I know I know Logan isn't lying either. It, no, no, I, I definitely would tell you straight up if I hated one of these, you guys have <laughs> but I haven't. You really you really do cover it all, and each of these are incredible in their own way. I can I can taste how special each of these are in their own way. Um, honestly, I think my favorite out of these is probably the peach. I think it's probably because I'm smoking a peach cigar as well. Maybe <laughs> we're not done yet. So if if you oh. if you don't want to finish that high proof rye whiskey, um, either finish it or dump it. But we're going to move on to corn whiskey. Mm, so corn. this is a product that is 100% corn. 100%. 100% corn. There are no other ingredients in there. And we test distilled six or eight different corns to start off with. Thank you. And chose, chose the one we like the best, chose the yeast we like the best, chose the, the method of fermentation, temperatures, all that stuff. And what I've learned from being in Georgia is that everybody's granddaddy had a still. Really? In the woods, yeah. It's like, especially working well, with building this place, it was, you know, you know, all these, these trades guys that were coming in, it was like, granddaddy had a still. He used to make corn whiskey. So when, when we decided to make corn whiskey, and, and myself being a northerner, I was like, okay, I, now i got to make some really kick-ass corn whiskey because everybody's granddaddy was making corn whiskey, and it's <laughs> yeah. always the best. Yeah. You know, the, his was the best. So huh. we, we, well, we, we made a corn whiskey that, that I deep. think is – that was yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> don't go don't go yeah, too deep on this yeah. one. This one's a hundred and fifty proof. Yeah. Oh. I felt dumb. Make sure your mouth's open when you. My right nostril is definitely it. more powerful because that's the only thing I felt today. It'll change in an hour or two. <laughs> I, I heard that recently. I don't know where. Okay. Well, down the hatch. Very. Very interesting. It seems. I wanted to make a corn whiskey that tasted like corn. Ha. So. That gets you. It does. That gets you. It does, and it, it won't be bottled at this proof. These these are often yeah. still samples. So that's strong. It's, it's corn. that's pretty strong. That's strong. But that's corn. That's corn. Yeah, it's yeah. corn. I definitely <laughs> do taste that. that. I don't think I've ever drank corn before, but I just did, and it, it's pretty good. So and one you, of one I of my like favorite bottles to buy in 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 the store is Mellow Corn. Mellow corn. I don't think I've heard of that. John, right there. It, yeah. it, <laughs> Find it in a store. It's $13 a bottle. Mm. It is made by Heaven Hill. It is a mm. bottled in bond, four-year-old corn whiskey that is, if you, the first time I tried it, I put my nose in. I grew up in Wisconsin, in the agricultural part of Wisconsin, and ate sweet corn from August till October mm -hmm. every meal. So I knew what corn smelled like. I knew what corn tasted like. And the minute I poured a glass of mellow corn, I was like, that's a cornfield. This, this stuff's is it, amazing. Is it similar to kind of the peach vodka that you have that it's like, wow, that's corn? It, 
what I'm going for here, and, and I came across some, some distillers a couple weeks ago in New Orleans. We had a distilling conference down there. And I met some guys who are brandy distillers and Oudavi distillers. And, and these guys take fruit and they try and make a spirit that smells and tastes like the fruit that they're making it from, mm -hmm. from fermentation through distillation. And one of them said whiskey should be an Oudavi of grain. So it should taste, it should smell like that grain in its raw form. Interesting. Hmm. And it it, it clicked with me that, that that's what I've been trying to do all along, is make a corn whiskey that smells like corn, make a rye whiskey that smells and tastes like rye. So just you nailed it in this one. It smells yeah. like corn to me. It, it, really it does. I, now, I definitely smell it. At 150, it's high it's proof, funny. but it's, 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 it smells yeah. like My corn. dominant yeah, nostril at the moment d did smell that. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing we take away, we're going we're to take away. <laughs> I'm, no, wow. That's, this is... That's fantastic. I'm gonna watch this episode back like ten times just to like <laughs> learn, relearn all this. This is incredible. I, lo I love it. Uh, do you have any more surprises for us? I, I do, and and it's funny that you were talking about Malort earlier. Do you have any more uh, glasses? No. Let's see. Whoa. No. We have some more glasses. Um, Matt. Chad's gonna make a special guest appearance. Respect, <laughs> res Matt. Respectfully, please don't pour me a glass of Malort. I'm not gonna pour you a glass of Malort. But oh, thank God. He just calls it something different. <laughs> yeah, it's just a different name. What, what, oh, we're, no. what we're making here is an Amaro. And, and Amaro is a traditional Italian liqueur. And if you go to Italy or, or a lot of towns, Italy, Spain, France, um, you're going to find every little town has their own Amaro. And Amaro is a bitter liqueur that is traditionally enjoyed before or after a meal. Malort falls into that category of the bitter liqueur, but there are many more out there that are entirely different from Malort. And tastier. Um, and tastier. <laughs> to to some people. For sure. <laughs> and there's a lot of science behind Amaro. Um, Evolutionary-wise. Are you scared? I, I don't know, man. I, I, he said it's a lot like uh, Malort. I didn't say it's with like that. I might I need a glass of water over again. here if it's anything like it. So... Throughout history, bitter things, and, and the cavemen learned this, and this is why this is in our DNA, bitter things were poisonous. Interesting. So ingesting something bitter, your brain, your body said, I got to get that out. I'm going to speed up digestion, get the saliva going, get everything going. Oh, really? So by drinking an Amaro or a bitter liqueur or things, after a big meal, you know, Italians love their big meals. Drinking something like this that speeds up the digestion, makes you feel better. It is truly a medicinal thing. It wow. You're making me feel better already, and I haven't if, had if, it. If, if everyone had an Amaro at their table at Thanksgiving, no one would fall asleep after dinner. You'd be like, okay, let's go. Because your digestion. Yeah, because you're like, I'm kicking this out and, and ready to go. So wow. this is an Amaro we've created here at the Distillery of Modern Art. Um, it is, it is a special product. We went through a lot of iterations of things. And then once we had our botanical notes down, we tried six different sugars to sweeten it. Okay. And, Ooh, and finally wow, settled on a sugar that, that gave it more character than just the botanicals were doing. So it's a bitter liqueur, a little bit of sweetness. Enjoy it. It's, yeah, that, that, I feel it like smells great. Had, yeah, phenomenal. My dominant nostrils really getting it. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep rolling with that. You just, you said it and it's like, 
John, that's create, so cool. Create some mashup of him saying nostril a million times. And then Dominant like, nostril. Because, <laughs> you know, it might change in 30 minutes. You never know. Right? <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's, I, I see is, how people would not, not fall asleep. Yeah. What does that remind me that of? That is not Malort. Yeah, that's licorice? actually really good. I feel like there's, like, licorice? Slight. There's, there's, there's some slight bitterness from, from anise, from licorice, from wormwood. Um, wormwood is wormwood. you don't like absinthe, but wormwood is a is an ingredient in this. It's a traditional ingredient in most amaros. It's that bittering agent, wormwood, chinchona bark, like other things that are bittering agents, and it creates that bitterness. They're not poisonous. They don't make you hallucinate, but you know. <laughs> the uh, the old stuff used to, right? It did not. It did not. Well, I guess no. John lied to us. Noted. <laughs> Uh, no, absinthe making you hallucinate <laughs> is a myth. The, the problem was it was, you know, typically served at 70% alcohol. So, um, you know, after a whole bunch of it, you just went crazy anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see that. that. That doesn't this, make much more this sense. This is incredible, actually. This is almost my favorite thing that I've had. This is very, this is a pretty this special liqueur, and we're very proud of this here. And it's, it's extremely like welcoming and easy to, right. to drink. And I, I could I could picture, you know, after dinner like having a big steak and potatoes and and you know all that having something like this would, and not that I'm noticing my digestion is really no, I'm not saying it, that it, but it I feel just, like it it's makes about sense. it's about feeling better and I feel like, like it would just it would make sense. I see what you mean about having it before or after dinner. Um, bef when you said that before I tried it, I was, I was, you know, a little confused by that. Like you have it before or after. And then once I actually had a sip of it, I now completely understand that. That, it, make, that makes sense. Uh, other terms for it are aperitif or digestivo, um, mm. which are those Italian terms like Digestive. before or after and, you know, digestion. And, and it gets that, gets those, I guess for lack of a better word, juices flowing and, yeah. you know, Gets, gets things moving. Right. I really like it. It is. It's, it's a taste of it. I'll be honest. I was a little scared. It's, we're really <laughs> proud of it. I was like, he started talking about Malort. And he was like, oh, it has some you know properties. And I was like, eh. And then I tried it. And it was incredible. This is, so, this is really good. Yeah, so now you got to try Malort again. Now you appreciate the digestivo. No. You're going to have it after every meal, right? No. <laughs> wow. I'm really surprised. Really surprised it, it by this. It pairs really well with a cigar, too. Be honest, it, 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 I feel like it complements, yeah, it's it's soft and, and it doesn't overpower the cigar. I mean, it obviously depends on the cigar you're having. Yours may be interesting, it's very interesting with with all of it, whether the, it's mango or peach. We just still don't know, but yeah, know. we're gonna call it both. Mangoes don't <laughs> look like peaches, <laughs> I don't think mangoes have that little leaf at the top. I don't know, but uh, anyways, anyways. So it, you, I feel like it does pair well. you mentioned that rye was your favorite. Uh, currently, rye is my favorite. Okay, that may change tomorrow when I try a good gin. Is that depending on the nostril? It and it depends <laughs> on the day or how I'm feeling yeah. or the weather and 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 being a distiller, I like I'm going to reserve that as a right to change what I like that day. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, go, gone are, are the days when similar. someone went to a bar and they had the same thing every day yep. for yep. 40 years. Right. Yeah. There's so many options out there. There's so many great distillers out there. There's so many great products out there. Try them all. Yes. Enjoy it. You know, 
do it responsibly, but you know, enjoy these spirits and, and have fun with them and, and you know, experiment with them. It's it's just it's so a great job. I was gonna I was gonna ask the the question. You know, we're we're slightly beginners, but as uh, the Dreamer Cigars podcast, we focus on cigar beginners. You know, all right, because people ask, how do I get started? I, I want to learn. I want to get into it. Would would that be your like number one advice to somebody that says, okay, I want to appreciate everything that's on this table. I want to to learn how to you know get the Get a little bit of the notes out of it, but also appreciate the the nuances in different bourbons, vodkas, spirits in general. Would that be my first piece of advice for beginners in the spirits world, especially in the whiskey world and the bourbon and rye world, is it does not have to cost two hundred dollars to be a good whiskey. Right, that's good. Advice. There are thousands of whiskeys out there that are phenomenal at the. $13 mark, at the $34 mark, at the $50 mark. If you feel you need to pay $200 to get a good whiskey, you're doing it wrong. Um, Seth, our founder here, getting into this, when he first started, was buying a whole bunch of whiskeys, high-end, low-end, all over the place, and having blind tastings with his friends and people that he trusted. And never once did the expensive whiskey win best in show in his blind tasting. It was always the medium price bottle of whiskey. So what he wanted to do and what I definitely jumped on board with was let's make a whiskey that can be accessible, that'll never hit $200, it'll be $34, $36, $40 after it's aging and other things and allow people to enjoy it and bring it in and experiment. We're in a wonderful age now Craft distilling is where craft brewing was, you know, in the early 2000s that were booming, were blossoming. Yeah. There, there's guys all over the place here in Atlanta. There's wonderful distillers, and, and everyone's doing a great job, and they're all making something different. Something So just go out, enjoy it, taste it, and find what you like, and then find something similar and expand your palate, and, and don't worry about being snobbish about it. It doesn't have to cost $500 to enjoy a glass of whiskey. It, yeah. it can be something simple at, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. just so get yeah. in and enjoy it. And, and enjoy yeah. it. Matt, that makes perfect sense to us because that's the exact uh, same way it is with cigars yeah, because absolutely. a lot of $80 cigars that, I mean, sometimes are even Cubans, most, well, mostly yeah. Cubans, Nowadays, I guess. Not, you know, those $12 cigars can be just as 10 times good. better, just as good even, uh, than those $100 cigars, you know? I have a and specific so cigar that makes perfect that sense. $8.50. That's one of my favorite cigars. It's the Camacho Unleashed Factory. Ah. Uh, you know, I, like, yeah, I, that's good I go into a lounge if I see it and I'm just trying to just relax and have a smoke and, and not trying to do anything crazy. I'm like, yeah, give me that. Like, it's that's it's a good $8.50 one. and it's one of, it's, it's in my top 25 probably. I mean, it's one of, if I see it, I'm like, bingo. And, and that's, yeah. that's, that is, uh, it's perfect. Well, I, I'm not sure we can we could have packed more education into this podcast. So I, I really, really just appreciate you just puking all of your knowledge on, on, on everything and, and on us and, and, and educating our, our listeners. Guys, you're 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 getting used to the cigars. You're learning cigars now. You can learn how to correctly pair them. You can learn how to figure out what you want to drink. 
with your cigars. I think it's it's been an, a fantastic podcast. So just uh, we appreciate you ha- being on that. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you guys can make it out here. Um, you know, we'll walk around inside and I'll show you the whole place. And and you know, for your listeners, come on out, enjoy us, and you know, let's look at you know down the future. Let's we've got this great patio here. Let's, let's do let's do a cigar party and let's let's get together and and have, a, have an event and and you know make it because that's that's what this place is about um it's the distillery of modern art for a reason um i get to walk through an art gallery that changes every two months on my way to make whiskey and it's about inclusion and bringing people in and and just having fun with spirits and art and camaraderie and and enjoying the space um, we're g- I'm going to keep making great whiskeys and, and great spirits, and I want everyone to enjoy them. So let's. You know. Absolutely. I love it. So, with that, one, like one last question then. Where do you see the future going for this, this distillery of modern art? I, I, I'm, I'm here for the reason that I, I'm 100% believe in and behind this idea of, you know, if you look at our bottles, there's a different piece of artwork on the back of every label. And, you know, those original pieces are hanging in the hallway behind us. That is awesome. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a piece of art for rye. There's a piece of art for bourbon. They're all in this building. And, and Seth had those commissioned based on, you know, here's some vodka. Paint me. And so yeah. he's behind local art. Um, there's a gallery here that, you know, hosts local artists. Um, if they sell their painting, we don't take a commission. This is about getting local art out and awesome. and into the community and things. So there's no commission being taken. They get a hundred percent. It changes every three months. We're booked out on local artists for about two years. Wow. And that's and awesome. everyone wants in. We've got an event space here. You can come in. You can have your birthday party. You can have your wedding. You can whatever you Cigar want. Cigar party. Cigar <laughs> party. You have to do that Not outside. outside. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, but in, and and so this space here in Chambly is part of a community, and and we're gonna keep growing it. We're gonna keep making great spirits and just grow this brand, um, and do it naturally and and do it the way it's supposed to be done and, and not push it and and let this happen as it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, we love what you're doing here, and we very much appreciate you on this uh, episode today. It's it's been fantastic, and I think I've learned more than I could have ever thought of in, 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 in a matter in, of an hour yeah, or so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, exactly. You know, and now, now I know uh, my dominant nostril changes. So, fun fact. Yep, there you go. There you go. With it, that, it, you'll, you'll be able to win a trivia contest someday down the road. I, 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 or <laughs> you'll never it. use it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out the Distillery of Modern Art if you're in or around Atlanta, or as we like to say, if you're not, uh, it's worth the trip. So, you know, just book your flight and, and get over here and check it out. Uh, make sure that you're following them on all their socials. Just just find them on Distillery of Modern Art. You'll be able to find it. You know how to work social media. As always, follow us, like, follow, subscribe. We appreciate you guys so much. Matt, thank you so much. I think, uh, I think we just got to cheers this one out. Let's do cheers. it. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers, guys.